Tom Murphy on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Uh, Lynn, hang on one second. We'll get to you after uh, Tomas. Tom, welcome. How are you? Hey, man, I'm great. Always a pleasure to be on. Thank you for uh, your patience. I, I apologize. We get a little sidetracked on occasion. I don't know if you heard. Well, it, it's what makes your show special, man. It, it can go anywhere at any time, and there's usually some wit and some uh, you know good analysis to go with it. So I'm I'm, a, I'm happy to be part of that. Yeah, I was about to bring up. Uh, I got a story about the Italian prime minister. We didn't have time to get into it in this segment, but it is uh, it's quite a tale. It's a wicked <laughs> wicked web there, uh, pigskin over in Italy. So we'll uh, we'll get to that in a bit. All right, uh, Wes just said something semi-profound, and I don't I don't utter those words very often. But what? we were talking about Rocket and uh, Nudie maybe being done for the season. Are you sharing that opinion with Wes? Um. Well, Sam Pittman said on his show Wednesday night that McLaughlin practiced on Wednesday. So I mean, I don't know if he. I don't think he's gone. Um, and with Rocket, I'm just not sure. Um, you know, I saw a report that he might be rehabbing in Texas and. You know, it, it, it draws parallels to the Nick Smith situation. Knee maintenance, um, you know, folks talking, what's he going to do? So we know he's out this weekend, then we'll take it from there. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let me see how I want to put this. It's a must-win game for Arkansas, right? <laughs> you know, um, Sam Pittman – if you watched uh, our Zoom with him on Wednesday, I asked him, you know, why why he said we have to win this game. And the first thing out of his mouth, I said, because not a lot of coaches will say this. And the first thing out of his mouth is like, yeah, I say a lot of stupid things. But it's really it's really about, like, he, his team knows it, so just go ahead and say it. And he, he said he thinks they play better. He used the same kind of strategy two years ago for the Mississippi State game when they were 5-3, and three, but they had really tough games ahead against LSU and Alabama and Missouri, um, and they beat Mississippi State that night. It was a tight game. So, I don't know. He just feels like just, just be real with them, just be honest, and uh, let's call it what it is. And honestly, you don't want to lose a sixth game in a row, man. It's not pretty when that happens. No, it isn't. I mean, and I don't know what next week's going to look like if they don't find a way to pull it out this week. So It's going to be – Bad. It's yeah. going to be miserable. It's going to be just a week free. of just talking about six straight losses. Yeah, if it wasn't for Nathan Brown being at the uh, touchdown club on Monday, I probably wouldn't even show up. But anyway, let's hope it doesn't come to that. So, um, I don't know. I guess, uh, you know, obviously they're favored and there's some things to their advantage. And there are some unknowns, I guess, from a personnel standpoint for Mississippi State, too. We were looking at things earlier this week, too, Tom, and the best thing we could find to hang our hat on was they don't get penalized very much. So, Mississippi State, you know, we were talking about Arkansas's identity. What is it? You know, it's special teams and. Pretty solid defense. I'm not sure the Mississippi State's necessarily found anything just yet. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. And and, and with Rodgers being suspect, I mean, maybe maybe they're going to go with Wright. I, I don't know. And the thing to me is, if they do go with Wright, have they put in a couple of different packages that haven't been seen as much by Arkansas, and, and how will they adjust to them? To me, that's like a big unknown to this, and I think something the Razorbacks probably worried about. But, yeah, if you're Arkansas, uh, I think the last couple of weeks we've seen them try to establish more of a quick game to the outside. Uh, it worked some against Bama. They had several good yardage plays to uh, Satania and to Tesla and Armstrong on screens, and I think we're going to see more of that. Here's a stat for you guys. I think I had it in today's paper. Okay. 
the starting quarterbacks, Jaden Daniels, LSU, Spencer Rattler, South Carolina, Jalen Milrow, in a row against Mississippi State, completed, I think it's 88% mm. of their passes. That's, and that is just, it's mind-boggling yeah. that you can be, I mean, their, their pass efficiency defense is, is not good. And you know Arkansas is very well aware. They've cut up all those tapes. They see the completion percentages high. And Sam Pittman even said it on Monday um, that, you know, the way they shoot gaps in the run game and stuff, it may be that passing is the way you have to attack them. And if you can hurt them enough with those screens, then maybe those safeties start, you know, bleeding out to the edges more, and you can hit some stuff up inside. And I think I think the quarterback run game is going to be big for Arkansas in this game as well. Well, I I go back to the first game of the year. Remember, Tom? They came out throwing, 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 and then they they decided yep. to run. And, and Coach Pittman said, "Well, we could have thrown all day long, but after a while, we were like, we we just need to work on running the ball." That to me is about the only time we've seen that. You know, after that first game, I thought, well. They're going to throw the ball a lot this year. But here recently, or even, you know, I don't know, last couple of weeks, it's just that there's more emphasis on the running game that's not even there. So I wonder if maybe this game, <clears throat> to me, you got to go out and throw the ball around the yard. Well, I think that's going to be the best avenue to move it because Mississippi State, I, I saw a stat um, right after their game against Bama where they ranked in the top five in the country in yards uh before contact on defense. And I think it was like 1.1 yards on average before contact for their defense, which is a, a, a great stat. Um, and so, you know, the, the video and the statistics tell you, here's our best way to move the ball. But like I said, if they can get the linebackers thinking, you know, we're going to have to run to the edge, if the safeties are thinking that, and at some point maybe you could pop some stuff up on the inside. Um, and I'm like you, Wes, it felt like, and they said it during camp, that they might be more of a passing team this year because, you know, A, you know, you're helping KJ establish more tape on, on for the professionals to look at, and B, you know, it might fold more into the Dan Eno system. <clears throat> but I do believe the last two or three weeks they just said to KJ, man, you know, we're just going to do what it takes. We're going to implement the quarterback run game. They've got those fake tosses, and, and then KJ hits it up in there. I think it's all on the table for this game. Talking to Tom Murphy of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports, on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. I know uh, Bob was in Birmingham this week, so it was John Neighbors. I assume uh, you've been focused on football, but any any buzz on basketball that you're feeling good about or uh, anything you're hearing from, from up there? Well, I just think it's the state of the program, man. I mean, we've got enough data to show that, you know, they make good evaluations and who they bring in through the portal. Uh, they make good adjustments as the season goes along. They prepare themselves to be ready for the postseason. So there's going to be a lot of good appetizers, and there's so many different personalities and different you know, ways that you can put your roster to use that it's always just going to be fun. And you know there's going to be some ups and downs. And It, it shocked me that uh, I was doing the story from the preseason projections, and I think they're third – it shocked me to look back up and see that they were 10th in the SEC last year. It's just like, what? Really? They were 10th? And because of their postseason success. So, I don't know. I just think that plugging all these new guys in and finding out what their personalities are like, who's going to be your enforcers, who's going to be your rebounders, mm-hmm. are they going to be a better three-point shooting team? There's, there's a ton of buzz about the team, sure. I think I can answer the last one because they have to be because they can't be much worse. So, 
<laughs> felt pretty good. And again, if the red white reports any indication, it's certainly uh, encouraging. Let's just say it that way. Yeah, I mean they've got better. I mean you've seen it from uh, Musselman talking about it. You saw it in the red white game. Um, D- Devo is a good example. He just got better and better yeah. from the three. Um, <laughs> and for a while, it just felt like every time he jacked one up, it would have that left-hander spin coming off the rim <laughs> and be weird rebounds, and then he just got better and better, and he became a, a pretty good three-point shooter by yeah. the end of the season. There's no doubt. Tom, what do you expect crowd-wise tomorrow morning? Um, well, Sam Pittman has said a couple times they thought they were 1,000 or 1,500 away from filling it up. Um, now, will everybody be using their tickets? Will there be any kind of walk-up? Um, I don't know, but I would think that they'd be within, uh, I don't know, in the high 60s or low 70s on total attendance out of out of 76,000. That would be my guess. Yeah, pretty good environment for homecoming. Yeah. It would be. I mean, do you think – are you thinking that it might be, you know, mid sixties or low sixties? No, I was thinking set, you know, right, like you, around right around seventy thousand, give or take a thousand or two on either side. And I saw a couple of guys on Twitter, you know, th- thinking there's going to be low sixties, and I, I just don't see that. I, I mean, I've got some buddies, and they're all going up because a they've had they got season tickets, and well, they haven't been there in a month, you know. So. Yeah, it's not ideal. 11 o'clock game, it's Mississippi State, but haven't been there in a month to go tailgating and hang out and go to a game, so they're going. Yeah. I mean, there's always a, a, a vibe, and there's always that element to to it. And i got to be honest with you guys. I think if you're a Razorback fan, and I'm not being a shill for the program here, but to see that the fight that they've had, even though they've lost a bunch in a row, to see that they fought back from 24-6 to 6 against Alabama, to the point that Nick Saban went on his radio last night or whenever and started talking about how the crowd had to be more important in this game because they lost their focus last game, all that. Yeah. It shows you that, you know, they care, that they, they want to win for themselves, for each other, you know, for the coaches, and they, they believe in, in what they're doing. And this is despite having a offense that is still trying to hit on a few cylinders. So, I, I don't know. To me um, – if you care about the program, you show up and, and you try to get them this win and, and just see where the rest of the season leads. I mean, it could be, you know, I mean, they could go into Florida with a, a chance to win down there for the first time ever coming off their open date if they can just get some positive momentum going. They could. Florida's playing Georgia next week. You never know what happens. They may lose half their starters. Well, that seems unlikely. All right, Tom, I appreciate you. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you uh, next Friday. Sounds good. Have a great weekend. All right, buddy.